Hey, welcome to a Stonewall's Perspective podcast. In this podcast, Alex gives his perspective on what is going on in the world. It is his mission to bring the light of the gospel into every aspect of life. We hope you enjoy. Everyone, welcome back to a Stonewall's Perspective. I'm your host, Alexander Stone. I'm on a mission to spread the light of the gospel into every aspect of life, and yes, I did say every, including the things that people do not like to discuss, such as politics. I have not released or recorded an episode in quite a while, and the reason is I have just recently uh, started college, and it's been, you know, I've been getting back into the swing of things with that starting uh, and getting used to my schedule, but I think I've finally acclimated to that, so I can finally, um, you know, be able to release more content, produce more content, uh, and share things with you, because I love I love doing this. I love doing my show. I love being able to go to different events, interview different people, uh, but, you know, one of the things that I do is I give my perspective from from a biblical worldview on what is going on today. We see so much corruption, so much wickedness, and I believe that the solution is Scripture. I believe that the solution is the gospel, because Romans 1.16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation for the Jew first and also for the Gentile, that it's not just for those who are God's, uh, God's people, it's not just for Israel, but it's for everybody who believes in the gospel is what changes and saves lives and leads people to Jesus, and Jesus is the way that we get to God. I believe that with my whole heart that Jesus is the way that we can change the United States of America and change this world. I'm not going to talk much about politics today, uh, though I've been talking about politics for a while now, and I'm going to take a, a step away from that for uh, for this show, at least. I wanna, I wanna, I'm going to mention things that are in the world and what's going on the, in the world today, but it's going to be strictly uh, biblical with some things sprinkled in, in here and there. So if you have your Bible, uh, and I hope you do, if, if you, you know, get a Bible if you, if you don't have one right now. Uh, Ephesians chapter five has been has been really weighing on my heart recently. I've been uh, you know in scripture a lot, meeting with uh, one of the basketball coaches at my college, um, and and we were sitting down at and getting coffee yesterday, and we were talking about uh, Ephesians chapter five and you know how we should walk in love as Christians. So I'm going to read this. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. Man, that is so beautiful. How many of us do we actually live and walk in the love of God and be imitators of God? That we are one way at at church, we're one way uh, at work, we're one way at college or whatever— but when we're at home, we're something completely different. That's not being an imitator of God. That's, 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 that's making yourself to be something that you are not. That is not integrity. That, that is a lie. If we are imitators of God, we will follow after God. If we are at home, if we are at work, if we are at church, if we are at college, if we are anywhere in this world, we will follow after God and be imitators of God. The way that we are imitators, the the number one way that we imitate God is by our love. So verse 2, it says, And walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. Many of us, we, we hear all the time, you know, uh, how, how, you know, God is about God. And God is for God, which that's that's true. God is about himself. And, 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 and it's not in a prideful way. It's in the fact that he deserves all the glory. 
Uh, but many of us, we hear that all the time, but we never hear about the fact that he is for us. God is for us. God loves us. Then in John 3.16, it says, For God so loved the world, but he did not just love the world, he loves you. He loves you as a person that he sent Jesus to die for you. Man, that's beautiful. That is powerful. And many of us, we don't hear that. We hear, you know, religion spewed down our throats all the time. When the reality of it is that Jesus came to seek and save the lost. And the number one way that we imitate Jesus is by the way that we love because he has also loved us. We don't love him uh, because, because of what we can do, but we love him because he first loved us. Us And that is so, so beautiful, so powerful. And I'm going to go on to verse 3. Uh, but fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you as is fitting for saints. Neither filthiness nor foolishness, talking nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. Right now, you know, and then I guess I'll go on to verse 5. For this you know, that no fornicator, unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Verses 3 through 5 are so powerful. How many of us do we do we live that life? That we have uncleanness named among us. That we have covetousness named among us. That we have filthiness named among us. That we have foolishness, foolish talking and coarse jesting named among us. This is not fitting for saints. It's not fitting for those who believe or claim to believe. You know, one of the things that I deal with all the time and struggle with is coarse jesting, and I have to constantly walk in love and walk in and and imitate God so that I will not participate in coarse jesting, that I will not participate in in bad jokes and appropriate joking. That, that, that's something that I deal with personally, but Jesus has been able to draw me nearer to him so that I can imitate him. And that is so powerful and so beautiful. And we need that for every single person in today's generation who claims to be a Christian. Let it not even be named among you that when you are in public, that you follow after Christ with integrity and you are imitators of God and that you walk in love. And the best way you can love your neighbor is by acting like Christ. The best way that you can act uh, or uh, love your neighbor is by acting like the one who loves you. That's powerful. That is powerful. Verse 6, Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. There is so much empty words that is being spewed around all over the United States today and all over the world even. Empty words. Empty words of theology, empty words of, 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 you know, people saying this thing or that thing that, and it's deceiving people. One of the ways that, uh, empty words has infiltrated into the church is by the progressive Christian movement, which isn't Christian at all. It's a bunch of liberal, uh, garbage nonsense. That these people don't believe in the deity of Christ. They don't believe in the resurrection of Jesus. They don't believe in the virgin birth. They don't believe in the Trinity. They believe that Jesus is the, the only thing that Jesus is, is to, you know, come and, and love and, 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 you know, if you're a sinner, you know, it's totally fine because Jesus loves you. And that's the, the reality is that it's an empty word that is being spewed across the world today and people are buying it and people are being deceived by it. But the Apostle Paul warns us, do not 
be deceived with empty words. Do not be deceived. Verse 6, or or verse 7, Therefore do not be partakers with them. Do not be partakers with those who deceive you with empty words. Rather, avoid them, run away from them, expose them, be away completely. Verse 8, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. That's so the book of Ephesians is so beautiful, and, and quite frankly, the Bible is so beautiful in every way, shape, fashion, and form that we were once darkness. We were once lost, trapped in darkness, that we were once dead in our sins, but we are alive in Christ, that we were once walking in the darkness, but now we're walking in the light, and we can live in the light and walk in the light as children of light, children of Jesus Christ, children of God. He is our Father, and that is so, so Good. Verse 9, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. So many people focus on goodness and righteousness, but many people forget about the truth. And the truth of the fact is that Jesus is alive today. The reality is that Jesus has won. He has won the victory. He has won the victory for you and me on the cross at Calvary, and he did not stay dead, but he rose again three days later. He has defeated sin. He has defeated death. He has defeated shame. So walk in that. Walk in the truth. Walk in the goodness. Walk in the light. Walk in the righteousness of God. Verse 10, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. What is acceptable to the Lord? The things that are good, the things that are noble, the things that are honorable and pure, as Philippians chapter 4 would say. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. What we see in today's generation in the 21st century all over the world today is unfruitful works of darkness. That abortion is happening. That people are murdering innocent people. Innocent babies who have done nothing wrong. That is an unfruitful work of darkness. That people are grooming children to be transgender or be lesbian or gay or this, that, and the other. And that you can be whatever you want to be. You can do whatever you want to do. That is an unfruitful work of darkness. It's not of the light. And because there is so much darkness in the world, we are supposed to take the light of Christ that we have inside of us because we have the Holy Spirit and expose those things. Expose those things to the light. And that will change everything about everything about everything. Verse 12, for it is even for it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret, but all things that are exposed remain manifest by the light, for whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore, he says, Awake you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. That we were once dead, we were once dark, but now we are alive, and we are children of light. We have light inside of us. So let us go into the world and not be part of the world, but rather expose the world to the light of Jesus Christ. But the problem that we have today is Christians who will take our light and we will shine our light into more light rather than shining it into the darkness. What does it do good? What good does it do to shine our light into more light without exposing darkness? 
We need to go and expose darkness with the light that Jesus has given us. Verse uh, verse 15, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. We, we live in day, days that are evil. We live in wicked, adulterous generation that does not follow God, that does not follow Jesus, that does not want any part of Christianity, but we are to walk as light, we are to walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise as wisdom would have us walk. If you want to look at what wisdom looks like, go to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs is full of wisdom, full of wise counsel, full of wise teaching, and every single one of us need that, and every single one of us needs to live in that, and walk in that, and walk by that, and walk for that, and walk with it. Wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. Find it in the book of Proverbs. We're going through that in uh, dorm devotionals at my college, and it's like wisdom personified, and it's beautiful and powerful. And it'll show you something about yourself, it'll show you something about God, and it'll change your life if you read it and you apply those things to your life and to your heart and to your mind. 16. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. And I'm going to go on and and, uh, and finish here uh, at verse 21 because then it goes on into um, marriage and 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 uh I am not married and I don't want to want to talk about that right now however we'll say this marriage is one man one woman in unity under Jesus I'll say that that's that's very true very powerful that is the truth you cannot deny it that is what Jesus says that is what God says that is what the Bible says verse 17 therefore do not be unwise but understand what the will of the Lord is what is the will of the Lord What is the will of the Lord in our life? The will of God is that we would walk for Him, walk with Him, and please Him in the things that we do. That we, the purpose of life is to know God and to make God known. The way that we make God known is by walking with wisdom. And walking not as fools, but as wise. Because the days are evil. Verse 18, And do not be drunk with wine in which it is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. How how often do we see alcohol commercials promoted all over the place, all over the world? Alcohol this, alcohol that, go drink, go do this, go do that. We are not to be drunk, but we are to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Why do you think it's called spirits? Because another spirit is taking control of your body and of your flesh. And I believe that believers cannot be uh, indwelt by a demon because the Holy Spirit is at work in us. However, there are demons and evil spirits that can take control of our flesh, that can manifest on our flesh. And it's wicked and evil and sad. Don't be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's a continual filling of the Holy Spirit. We receive the Holy Spirit once, but He continues to fill us with Himself. That's powerful. And we need that all over the place. So many of us, we quench the Spirit because we don't talk about the Spirit. It's, uh, Francis Chan wrote a book called The Forgotten God. I haven't read it, but I can obviously tell on the cover title, You know, that the Holy Spirit is the forgotten third of the Godhead. 
that the Holy Spirit is our helper in a time of need, as John, uh, uh, I think it's 14.7 might, uh, uh, says, I don't quote me on that, John 14.7, it might be that, um, I'm not sure off the top of my head, but he is the helper. That Jesus has gone away so the Spirit could come and He could help us. He wants to help us. He wants to be with us. He wants to be with us and around us and all that we say and do. And it's, it's beautiful when we walk in that and when we live in that and abide by that. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Verse 20. Or Well, I'm going to read verse 19 again. Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. I listen to music all the time. Christian music fills me, man. It fills me. That when we, that there, there's something about music, psalms and hymns and spiritual songs that fills your spirit. And it does something to your soul. And it's beautiful and powerful. That when I listen to worldly music, sad music, I'm sad. But when I listen to music about the joy of the Lord, the joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy, joy, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Man, that's, that fills me with the joy of the Lord. And every single one of us need to live in that, walk in that, abide by that, and all that we say and do. Verse 20, giving thanks always for all things and to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the Spirit of God. Man, receive the Holy Spirit. Walk by the Holy Spirit, submitting one to or giving thanks for all things. How often are we complaining about this thing or complaining about that thing? We need to give thanks to the Lord. And one of the ways that we walk into beloved identity as sons and daughters of Christ is being thankful for the fact that Jesus is alive and that Jesus is God and that Jesus has saved you. Man, we need beloved identity now more than ever. Than ever. We don't know who we are. <clears throat> and because we don't know who we are, we don't know who God is. And if we don't know who God is, we can't know who we are. But when we know who God is and when we know who we are, we can walk into beloved identity as sons and daughters of the Most High King. Man, that's beautiful. Verse 21, once again, submitting to one another in the fear of God. It is so powerful. I'm going to read one more passage, and this is in uh, Hebrews Hebrews, uh, chapter 12. Uh, verses 1 and 2, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay down aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised or despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, that Jesus, he was beaten for us, he was whipped for us, he was put on a cross on our behalf, and he is now with the heavenly, uh, in, in the heavenly places at the right hand of God, and that we will we, one day be that way too. But before we get there, we need to take off the weight, put off the weight, put off the chains that we once had and give them to Jesus. Jesus wants to take our weight and that's exactly what he did at the cross of Calvary twenty, or excuse me, 2,000 years ago. We can live in that. We can walk in that. We can abide by that. Take off the chains, the weight, and the sin that so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. 
And when we do, it'll change everything about everything about everything. And it's so powerful and so beautiful. I'm going to pray, and then uh, that will be a close uh, to this show. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for the opportunity uh, that I have to do this podcast. Lord God, I pray that we will walk in love, <clears throat> that we will be imitators of you, and that we will walk in the light as you have given us light. Let us expose the darkness, expose the evil, expose the wickedness, and stand by you, and stand with you, and stand for you, that you might be known in us and through us. And the way that we do that is through the way that we love. Lord God, I pray that we will also take aside and lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily ensnares us, and that we may be able to walk and run with endurance the race that is set before us, and that we will look unto you and to you alone, not into the world, not into the things of the world, but to you and you alone, O God. I pray that you will change lives. I pray that you will save lives through this show and through this episode. Lord God, I pray this all in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you all so much for listening. Guys, if you go to MyPillow.com and use promo code STONEWALL, you can get a discount of up to 66% off of your order. It's a great deal. I have one of their products right here, uh, a product that saved my life at the Reawaken America Tour that I went to uh, uh, last week. I went to Las Vegas for the Reawaken America Tour, and I had this pillow with me on the plane, and it is so, so amazing. So go to MyPillow.com, use promo code STONEWALL. You can get a discount of up to 66% off of your order. Thank you all for listening. God bless you all and good oh, I'm Mike Lindell and my employees and I want to thank each and every one of you for your support by bringing you the my pill that started it all my pillows patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs regardless of your sleep position because it works we've sold over 70 million my pillows and now I'm bringing it to you for the lowest price ever for example you get my standard my pillow now only 1988 with your promo code now's the time to get them for your friends your family your neighbors everyone you know my pillows make the best gifts ever in the times we're in one thing we all need is getting a great night's sleep so go to mypillow.com or call that number on your screen now use your promo code and you'll get my standard my pillow for only 1988 for a more custom fit my premium queen only 2498 or my premium king only 2998 this is a limited time offer so order now thank you for listening to today's episode we hope you enjoyed you can also check us out at stonewall's perspective on facebook and instagram to keep up with the latest news stay anchored